the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. You're right there. Yeah, you're exhaling or something's exiting your body. Or I don't, oh, really? Um, yeah, it's stress. Tell me when we're going to start. We're starting now. Talking about stress, welcome to episode 146 of the Chris and Sam podcast. Have you ever had thrush, Chris? Because that's what you could end up with. What? <laughs> just uh, <clears throat> Chris just mentioned he's got a bit of a sore throat, a bit stressed out. Happened to me once back in the day when I was doing 16-hour days, six days a week. He's just making me look weak because I'm struggling with 12-hour days. Oh, no, I used to be a lot younger when I was doing that. I was in my 20s. Don't worry about it. I understand where you're coming from. But uh, I got a really, really sore throat once, and I went to the doctor, and he said, you've got thrush, and it's something you can get for when you're some completely stressed out. And I thought that it, was a female genital thing. No, no, it can affect guys as well. So I had it at the back of my throat. Yeah. Babies get it as well. Okay. Uh, and this is well before I had a child. And uh, the nurse, they did some swabs to make sure, and the nurse come back, rang me up, and said, hey, uh, just ringing up about your baby, uh, it's got thrush. And I was like, uh, I don't have a baby. And she went, oh, oh I'm sorry. It, oh, you've got it. Oh, that's not that common. So I was like, sweet. And the uh, what they do is medicated pastels, which are like little lollies. Yeah. And I think I was sucking on them for about four weeks to make it go away. God. So that's something to look forward to, Chris. No, it's not because I don't have thrush. I don't. I just have a sore throat, which is you could have thrush though, because you could have thrush. You don't know exactly what I have. Anyway, yeah, no, I could. I could. How's your week been? Pretty good. I've been busy uh, with work and organizing and spending lots of money for this bloody upcoming school camp. They released this giant list. <laughs> where, 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 they, where, where's the camp? Where, where's that going? They're going to Ruapehu for five days. They're going on two tramps, going to the snow, and they need all the gear for that. So mm. we've got pretty much everything covered, which isn't too bad. But I did say... Um, to my ex, look, at the end of the day, there's going to be some kid there that has nothing. So that fills me with confidence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love tramping. I, we went uh, to the Orongaronga Valley um, uh, when I was 12. Okay. And, um, school thing I, or did family? Did I tell you about this? No, this is school camp. Okay, I'm not sure. Carry so, on. So <laughs> mum packed my bags. Have I not told this story on this podcast It before? doesn't sound familiar. You okay. are a um, mixed bag of stories from your past. It's okay, always so, a so, Okay, so I totally remember this. Mum packed everything down into a duffel bag. So there's, there's a bag that goes in with the Jeep, and then there's the backpack. And we rented a backpack, and back in the day, these were heavy the big, wooden frames. Yeah, big frames. I'm like 12 years old. I was, I was Form 1 whatever that was, intermediate school, so 11 or 12. And so um, that was all good. And uh, I remember the teacher, mum was beaming because the teacher, Mr. Todd, picked up the bag. Look at what Mrs. Hanlon's done. Look how small that package is because it was literally, you know, the old duffel bag. Yeah. And everybody else has got these big suitcases and all the rest of it. Yeah, all terrible stuff. Isn't Mrs. Hanlon amazing? The one thing, the couple of things she couldn't fit in there that I had to carry that most of the others had in their bag was the plates because the plate was literally bigger than the duffel bag, right? The diameter of the plate. And they're only plastic plates, so that wasn't an issue. So we go into the Ronga Ronga Valley. It's about 
15k hike, I guess, from the car park through. And we had two river crossings and we found this hut and we stayed at the hut. And we did a couple of things over the next couple of days. I don't really remember a hell of a lot of it. Yeah. What I do remember is the journey back. So you know how Mrs. Hanlon was really good at packing stuff? Turns out her 11-year-old son is not, not so good, good packing at stuff. doing the compression. So the duffel bag got filled pretty quick. Everything else went into my pack to the degree that the, going back, it was heavy rain. We were a bit worried about the waters rising yep, in the Orangaringa yep. Valley for the river crossing. I bent over at one point to um, tie up my shoelace and flipped with oh, this yeah, freaking yeah. heavy backpack. I've, I've seen like, someone do that before. <laughs> it's it's not fun. Um, and, um, yes, I was cursing Mrs. Hanlon and <laughs> her uh, packing abilities on the on the tramp back. We were pretty, well, totally wet. We were totally despondent. But mum picked up me, my mate Willie, and Tim. She, that was, she was supposed to pick the three of us up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she met us there. In the Vauxhall Viva with fresh fish and chips, hot fish and chips, and dry pair of socks for each of us. Wow, that's epic. And that was epic. I will never forget that. That is the best memory of mum ever. Yeah. I almost forgot her, forgave her about packing that shit because I carried twice the weight of everybody else on the way back. My, my tramping story uh, was when I was doing a forestry course back in the day. And in the second year, third year, second year, I don't know, we went on a tramp and it was National Park, I think. I'm not sure. I can't really remember. But it was, uh, um, you could start the track from one side or the other and you went up and over the mountain and back down. And it was all in yeah. the bush. It's all I vaguely remember. And they split. Um, we had two complete separate groups and we started at each end and we were going to meet in the middle and carry on. And um, half the guys in the forestry course were all hunters, so we had rifles and stuff. So we set up camp, and I think... How old are you? Uh, 18. Oh, yeah. 17, 18. I was going to say, rifles? Yeah, you weren't 12. Hmm. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Shotguns when you're 12. Um, <laughs> but then we, uh, I think... Did we stay two nights? One night. I can't remember, but I know we stayed in this weird little dock hut, and we all crammed in there, and it was great fun. Uh, but the guys I was with did shoot a deer that night and then they gutted it and we had like fresh venison, which was amazing. Uh, cooked that up on a campfire and then they hang- hanged it up in a meat locker. And then when we met the guys halfway, we said, oh, there's a whole, you know, half a deer there for you. So they were happy. And that was good. But uh, before going on this tramp, I was a poor student and I didn't have that much gear. And there was basically three things, uh, one of three things I could buy and it was either a raincoat a pair of hiking boots, or a proper pack. And I went with the raincoat because I didn't want to be soaking wet. And uh, there was about three of us with just, like, sneakers. Yeah. Because they did, like, they assumed that we all knew what we were doing in the bush. Um, And we just turned up and they're like, oh, uh, okay. And then the pack I had was, like, this really old travel-type bag, which did have... You could wear it as a backpack, and it had a um, waist belt, but it was some old thing my parents had, and that was just terrible. But uh, you know, yeah, yeah, good memories. But well, when I did that first hundred k walk, I did it with um, oh yeah, the warehouse twenty dollar um, shoes on. And how'd they go? Like, when did they pack up? Uh, oh, they lasted. I actually started the next hundred k walk with them the next year. Oh right. Um, 
not but, the best, but though. they weren't the best. And yeah. I should never have started because I bought the the ones I got now, some Coleman's, which were way better. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, should have just stuck with them the whole way through. I thought oh, I'll try, I'll start with the other ones and then I'll change. But I should have just stuck with the Coleman's. But yeah, having decent shoes, you cannot uh, beat it. Anyway, what do we got to talk about today? Well, I was carrying on about what I've done this week, Chris. Yes. You, you know, that was just Carry one on. part of my week. Actually, uh, what I did today was I've got a YouTube channel for Giant Pumpkins NZ, and I haven't really posted anything. The last thing I posted was um, earlier this year when I went down to Gisborne, and the last one was 2015, and there's a whole bunch of stuff in about 2013 and 14. Right. Um, how many views do you think the most viewed video is that I've got? 2,000, maybe? 12,000. 12,000? 12,000 views. Um and it's because I think people think it's something else. So it just says 100 days of pumpkin growth. And I think they're going to see it to see if it's a time lapse. Yeah. In reality, it's just me waffling on and going, here's my pumpkin plant. And that was like the second year I grew. So I don't know what I was talking about. And there's all these terrible videos. And I got rid of a whole bunch today. Um, 37,000. When, when you say you got rid of a whole bunch, you just made them private instead of public. Is that what you do? What yeah, you- I deleted a two. And then I was like, oh, no, actually, I better make them. Yeah, make them private. Yeah, because I don't think it's worth ever deleting them. No, no, um, but there's no point in showing them the day, uh, time of day because they're terrible. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you but, mean. But uh, 34,000 minutes have been watched in my videos. Wow. 37,000 views in total. Um, so I'm hoping to do, I think I'm going to do some vlogging with that channel now because it's right. a bit easier for now me. Now that you've got the, the, the main camera. I've got and, it down pat. I know and, what I'm doing. Um, what do you call it? Um Tripod and um, microphone. microphone You've got all your all the sh- all the all the biz. So that'll be good. And, and my lights. <laughs> you what? And my lights. What Not that light? you need them, but I've got. Oh those, yeah, sorry. Those yeah, yeah. I thought you said I had the lights. And I said, eh, you can use my lights. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'll be uh, doing that, and I might actually do a short film. I'm thinking about a guy called Barlam uh, Ford. Uh, he's been taking up a lot of my time lately. Right. So I'm helping organise the Great Pumpkin Carnival. I want to book the gazebos from Hamilton City Council. And the guy that you talk to is a guy called Barlam Ford. Now, I don't know if he actually exists. So he's a bit of an enigma, I think. And I really want, I think I'm just going to shoot some footage about this. When you ring him, you can only ring him on a cell phone. And 98% of the time it goes to voicemail. Right. You leave a message. I've left three now. You never hear from him. If you ring early in the morning, it rings for a little bit, and then it goes to voicemail. If you ring up Hamilton City Council and ask to be put through to him, they only have a cell phone number for him, and it goes to voicemail. He doesn't have an email address, and he's in that building where we picked them up from, which is a weird, you go in, and it's all grilled off, and there's like a weird phone, and it's you've got to dial the person's extension for them to oh, come yeah, out, yeah, yeah. otherwise you don't think... So I don't know if he's taking the piss and he's just sitting at home and working hard. Uh, he's a very hard man to figure out what he actually, what he actually does. Mm, so an investigative journalism piece. Maybe. Uh, maybe I'll turn up and film inside <laughs> that office and go, where is he? <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, nice, nice, nice. Did you see that ECAN, which is the environmental um, Canterbury, I think it was, they turned down a um, big statue of uh, Nick Smith going for a crap. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm looking at the photo now. Um, that is awesome. So is it about the 
So he's he's statue of the environment minister. Yeah. So was this about the tourism um, freedom campus or about the environment or what, what? What's that piece of art trying to say? Wow. He said it was symbolic of the national government's intention to deliver common property into private hands. It's the simplest image I can think of to describe the cat- catastrophe of water and the government's abdication from its duty of care. And that's actually the statue there, or is that just a Photoshop? No, that's actually it. And there's another story which I'll post that's to. amazing. Fun. Yeah, and it was talking about how he built it, um, polystyrene to begin with, and then fiberglassed it, and it's really big. Yeah, and just for the listeners, and you can see this on the show notes, but it's a life-like replica. 2.2 times life-size. Right, yeah. So it's skin tone, hair, the whole works. Yeah, it looks like a uh, um, shirt, jacket, one all of those stuff. ones down at Te Papa. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently, because I haven't been there. Oh, but, shocking. Um, but yeah, it, it is. It is that sort of style. So it's the, not like a copper statue or a or a stone statue. It's a lifelike representation of a man in a suit squatting and taking a dump. That's right. His pants are down too. Um, there's video of it actually being delivered on the Monday. So sweet. It's good times, good times all around. It's good to I see. I don't see where it's offensive. It's good to see new actual artwork doing proper stuff and artwork actually, with a message, and it makes sense. Yes, yes, it does. Hey, do you? Um, if Uber eats when it comes to Hamilton, do you think you'd be using that? No, not after the dollops Uber thing. Oh, okay. You're against all of all Uber all, things. All Ubers going down the toilet, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, well that's good because there's a uh, New Zealand delivery service which is doing really well for the young entrepreneur that's running it. And he's going up against Uber Eats and Amazon, and apparently he's doing really well. Uh, He reckons at the moment he's going to do a yearly turnover of a million dollars, and that's just in Auckland. And he's coming to Hamilton at some point. Oh, right. Um, They're hitting between 5,000 to 6,000 deliveries every month. And the point of difference here is he's basically teaming up with anyone that has food, like Sal's Pizza, Habitual Fix, Pitta Pit, Local corner dairies, and wow. you can order it on the phone on the app, and someone comes and brings it to you. Sweet. So he's doing pretty good. Wonder what um, the so what does it say? What the delivery fee is? Itself? I haven't looked into it yet because it's only based in Auckland at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it doesn't actually if say. If it's only a couple of bucks or something, it's totally worth it. If it's ten or fifteen bucks, probably not worth it unless you're getting a, a bunch of stuff for a party. You know what I mean? Like so a bunch of people. There. He's nineteen now. He started it with $1,750 capital, partly funded by him and partly from his parents. Oh, yeah. He got a crowdfunded $240,000 uh, in equity capital to develop the current app and website. Holy. And it was designed by Seven Glyphs, which is based in Auckland. And it's preparing for a second stage uh, fundraising, and it wants to raise between half a million to one million. And he's currently got more than 50 drivers in its database. And it does the whole Uber thing where whatever driver's closest to the place gets yeah. it. That sounds good. So yeah. good times. No, good good on him. Well well done. So you managed to avoid the uh the fanfare around McGregor and Mayweather? Uh, I saw a little bit of it and I saw the photos of them with all their cash on their private planes. Oh, I didn't see that. And his son, have you seen McGregor's son? Oh, no. Oh, he's like 18 months old, and he looks like a little little dude, and he got a custom-made suit for him, and he's in the suit with glasses <laughs> on. <laughs> I can imagine it. It's pretty cute. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I um, I got out of the gym and went, oh, I must go to the McGregor Mayweather fight, see what, and I 
Googled it as I was walking out and I missed the end of it by 30 minutes. Oh, right. So, um, close. Yeah. So I never saw it, but it's, it's fascinating. There's been a few memes or, or stories and stuff about people. Oh, you're suddenly a boxing aficionado because of this fight. You know, you may have never watched boxing in your entire life. It's so true. That's, yeah, but that's so always true. the way. That's with any major, everyone's a freaking yachting enthusiast when the America's Cup's on. Yeah, I suppose so. I don't know, because I did the fighting back in the day and stuff, but I, I wouldn't suggest I know much about UFC or or boxing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, just, I do know what it's like stepping in a ring with somebody you don't know who is about to beat you. Yeah, punch you hard, and you're going to do the same back, and that's an interesting feeling. Uh, I must say, but yeah, um, we've got an update. Part-time flatmate version two has not moved in. No, no, there was some sort of weird us. communication error on his part, I think, or possibly on my part, because but, you, you know, know how good I am with communication. Wow, it's it's a highlight of uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, no, uh, I actually we were talking about it because the, uh, my offsider Kieran is a um, South African too. He came over when he was like 17, 18 Oh, that's or right. Something. Yeah, yeah. And he said, yeah, the problem was probably that he took me too literally. Yeah. When I said, oh, um, how's Sunday sound for you to move in? Yeah. He went, oh. Because I said to Kieran, well, if he said he needed to come in Friday night, it would have been a problem. I just would have made it happen. He goes, oh, no, uh, South Africans don't think like that. No, especially, yeah, they, they, they better they, get used they, to this. They, he says, with it takes me ages to get. Kieran says it took him ages and he still gets caught out by how laid back Kiwis are with, oh, well, why don't you just turn up? Because it wouldn't bother me at all. It no. wouldn't have bothered me too much. Hey, would you prefer a slab of chocolate or a beer or two? Now, that's a, that's a silly question, really. Uh, yeah. That, Did you see my reply to that? Oh, I'm hitting the wine now. When I finish the bottle, I may finish the bit of Canadian club I have left. And more than that, I might have trouble getting to work by 5 a.m. tomorrow. Chris. Good times, Chris. Uh, on the opposite, I'd go with the chocolate. Probably eat all of it in one go. Feel sick. Yeah, no, um, no, uh, not unless it's you know there's some alcohol involved somewhere. I uh, don't know what that says about me. Probably now you, a lot. You put amateur hour down here, oh. and I, I just what is it? Rel- uh, what's that about? Because I there's a few things. <laughs> I don't want to incriminate myself here. Yeah, no, it's exactly what you think it is. And now I'm sorry that you brought it up because I was going to gloss over it. Oh, you should have moved it. Don't worry about Um, it. Don't worry about it. Ah, yes. No, it's out. Let's talk about uh, my imaginary vacuum cleaner I'm paying for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the floors look no cleaner. No. Um, so. So, So tell us the story about this amazing vacuum cleaner. So, as you may know, I like researching for stuff. And it doesn't matter what it is, I look into all sorts of stuff. And I was thinking, hey, we've got house guests coming, it'd be good to vacuum the place. Um, the other vacuum's a bit busted, and I couldn't be bothered fixing that. I, I need a, it's my back vacuum, and I need a, um, what do you call it, tube? The hose, the hose. Yeah, yeah, whatever. The hose got split with um, um, Tash, using it for whatever she used it for. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so that was all good. Uh, I looked around, and we've got a store here in Hamilton called Forlongs, and it's was a family-run store forever, and then they decided to sell it off, or they did something, and now it's still running, but it doesn't have everything it used to have. 
Yeah, it's um, reinvented and reopened. Yeah, but when it was in its heyday, it was like a whole city block and it had everything you could imagine. And the great thing with Four Longs is they basically give credit to anyone um, and it, they tell you exactly what you need to pay to be make sure it's interest-free and it's all good. And sometimes their prices are good and sometimes their prices are really expensive for what it is. Yeah, which uh, is where, you know, how they get away with the interest-free payments, basically. Yeah, sure. And uh, I looked and looked and they had this vacuum cleaner, which had amazing reviews online, German made, all well and good. The price is exactly what everyone else had. So I wasn't getting ripped off or anything. So I was like, okay, cool. Put that in. Yep. Um, was supposed to get an email. So now, did you order it online? Yes. Yeah, uh, okay. Well, I went in there, looked around and the guy that works in there, don't like the look of him, didn't want to talk to him. Ah, so, okay. But, uh, but they didn't have one there. Yeah. And I was like, well, it's on their website, so they probably just got to order it in. So they sent me an email saying, hey, we just have to order this vacuum cleaner in. It'll probably take a couple of days. Yeah, sweet. That's cool. Um, How long ago was this? Uh, maybe a month. <laughs> month and a half? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, can you see where this is going? Anyway, Karen. So anyway, that was all good. So uh, it would be really good to have. And then we had a house inspection with the rental people, and I thought that would be another great opportunity to vacuum the house. I actually borrowed my ex's vacuum cleaner. I said, I'm just taking this. And she's like, oh, okay. Um, and then I held on to it for like a week and vacuumed. But, oh, that- did you have it that long? So I could have vacuumed my bedroom instead of sweeping all that um, No, No, I, uh, no, I think I returned it maybe a couple of days before that. Okay. But anyway, um, I rang up and I said, where's the vacuum cleaner? And they said, oh, actually, you're the first person to buy that type of vacuum cleaner from us on the website. We've loaded it on the website, but we don't have a supplier agreement with the company. Okay. Who does that? Hmm. It should go through any day now. So I rung two weeks later and said, what's going on? Oh, it's been held up in Australia, but it is going ahead. But they still sent me a statement and still want me to pay because apparently that's legit <laughs> when I queried it. Anyway, so I've, I've got a funny feeling I'm going to pay this vacuum cleaner off before I actually get it. Um, should be good. Yeah, yeah. I, I reckon that's hilarious because... Usually, all the buying stuff wrong goes to, is is me. It is the it is, bags yeah. and the um, cat sling. That's probably a bit Asian cats must be smaller than my cat, like or something. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and uh, and those I still think my you... really flash headphones snapped, um, but they're still held together with rubber and sellotape, so they work really quite well. That'd be well. fine. I think you could easily get the cat sling made though. If you said, took it somewhere, it wouldn't cost much. It's I don't know what it, you know those toweling bags, those old style toweling beach bags. Oh, that's yeah. all you need, you know. Oh yeah, that's initially what I thought in was my head. Sort of coming, yeah. But anyway, that's no, okay. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, okay, you saw a movie this week, Baby Driver. Really good movie. Definitely worth seeing. Um, Definitely watch the trailer because the name doesn't mean too yeah. much. Actually, it's not the trailer. What I showed you, if you recall, that is the opening sequence before the oh, yes. title. That's right. That's right. They released um, and the- that alone is just holy crap. That's awesome. The whole movie's great. The main character, the kid, yep. baby, is his nickname. Um, I don't know who he is. Like I did see his name. I can't remember now. But it, it, like he, I don't think he's been anything else. He's an amazing actor because he plays a. Um, 
fanciful sort of character. He's like skipping around and oh, right. being an idiot and yeah. just being cool, dancing and shit. And uh, but shit gets real. And uh, he mm. changes, so his whole demeanor changes over the movie. It's really good. I'm, I'm really, really impressed with Baby Driver. So if you haven't had a chance to see it yet, um, it's probably only Check on for out. another week or two at the cinema. Yeah, but after that, it's definitely worth checking out on video or or DVD or whatever. Um, so yeah, because nobody watches video anymore, do they? VHS, no, not a thing. No. It's probably not going to get released on VHS, no. in case I just got your hopes up. Uh, anyway. No, um, they, they pulled the pin on making VHS tapes uh, earlier in the year. They don't oh, make really? them anymore. I, I still want to get some VHS tapes. Digitized? Digitized. You better get onto that. Yeah, yeah, I should. Uh, my black belt grading from 1989 is probably The only reason it. I say that is because the longer you leave it, the more degraded the tape could potentially be. It's probably pretty degraded already. But you could keep an eye out because I think... And my, and my wedding video because you absolutely would love to There'll to be some gold in that and we'll be releasing that in 20-part <laughs> <20 laughs> YouTube clips. Uh, yes. Jesus, um, I might so get some cords. and 1994. I might get some cords now and work out how to digitize <laughs> stuff. <laughs> just for you, listeners. Just yeah, for you. That, I hadn't thought of that. Anyway, um... Speaking of back in the day, uh, 1994, I got married. One of the mates at the time, I moved to Hamilton, uh, 96, 97. Yep, so um, long ago. New life, new life. Forgot all my old friends and all the rest of it. But I recently caught up with uh, Ken online, and he made oh, listen to this. Yes, yep. um, and it just I just had this epiphany yesterday because. He and I were involved with, that's how I knew him, we were involved with uh, multi-level marketing. Network I find marketing. that hard to believe that you were involved in something like that, Chris. To now a, that's very sarcastic. To a high degree. To a high degree. Yeah. Like trips to St. Louis degree, right? Whoa. What, was, yeah. what were you hocking off, though? Uh, vitamin supplements. Oh, right. Okay. Which works well with the karate club we were running at the time. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So, um, so that was cool. Anyway... Um, so Ken's back in my Facebook life um, with the odd real like, you know, like a daddy comment. What do they call them? You know, a, a, a grandpa comment, really, um, every now and again on, on Facebook. What, so, do you want to explain that a bit further? You know like what a, dad jokes are? Yeah. It's like people that don't really know much about anything and they say things on the internet and you go... Uh, oh, okay, yep. Yeah, because he is a bit older than me. So what's he doing now, though? Is he still selling uh, random well, stuff? So his family was quite wealthy. Um, do you remember Dentist Dry Cleaning? Dentist Dry Cleaning? No. Became New Zealand Dry Cleaning. Okay. Yeah. Uh, his his dad owned that business, and so oh, right. they, they made a lot of money. Um, but he does, he's done all sorts, owned restaurants and um, done property stuff. What's he doing now, though? I have no oh, okay. clue. Okay, cool. Uh, except that he's di- divorced his wife and he's got a young Filipino wife now. Yep, that's what the guy I work with. Thai wife. Yep, that's Filipino what the guy I work with has. He has a Filipino wife. He actually just met her on a random trip. Um, she's really lovely, really nice. He's just turned 67 and she's just had her first baby. Um, good times all around. So there's hope for me yet. Anyway, moving on. And so um, Ken... <laughs> Ken, um, Ken Started, oh, he commented, somebody posted something which I commented on, uh, and you know the guy too, I've forgotten his name, 
He, Martin, Martin something from... Um, Good story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah from um, the unconference. Anyway, okay. Yeah. So, um, he, he posted something and it was conspiracy theory, you know, the... What was it? The um, CIA agent on his deathbed explains how they blew up the WTC Tower 7 and they put all the demolition uh, demolition explosives in it the day before and all this. Yeah, okay. And so I read it as like, it's, it's well written, like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, what a load of crap. And um, to whoever this dude was, um, Martin yeah. or whatever his name is, and somebody else, oh, I, I, I think I just said, no way. And then somebody else said, not real. And then somebody else did a link to the Snopes, which is, this is not a real story. This is the same as another story that is exactly the same, except for different people at different parts of the yeah, world and yeah, different yeah. thing. Uh, there was, and then Ken's like, you don't know it's not real. It could be real. They do things, you know. <laughs> and then Ken, Ken uh, put some other video up of... Um, uh, storm trader chases, you know, the tornado chases yeah, yeah, yeah. in the States. Yeah. And there's all these close calls with videos. He goes, this is unbelievable. And I started watching it. And it was like the beginning. This It's real footage. Halfway through, it's no longer real footage. There's a guy gets sucked into the storm and he goes off and his mate's still filming him. I'm like, that's no longer real. It was pretty good, but that's no longer real. And then they've got airplanes getting sucked up oh, into the sky and terrible. going up. As shot by from a helicopter in a tornado, like uh, yeah, this is not real. And uh, went yeah, whatever, that's not real. And he's like, yeah, you don't know, it's not real. But if you click on the video, you know how it goes to the video yeah, page, yeah. and then there's all the things. All these guys are going, this is a B grade movie, and its name is this. And it sounded a bit like Sharknado. Or- it really was. It yeah. really was. But I just came to this realization, this epiphany. Yeah, which, which could make us a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> There's a link between people that love the multi-level marketing and people that love the conspiracy theories. And if we could build a multi-level marketing company around conspiracy theories, we could rule the universe. I'm I'm a bit worried about how excited you look. And, uh, <laughs> I have no idea no, how because I'm serious. There's so many people I know. I'm like, oh yeah, all these people who like you know MLM or network marketing or whatever you want to call it, and then they go, oh, and the, the conspiracy theories. And but how would you monetize it? Because the multi-level marketing is getting more people involved in selling product usually. Yeah. I don't Could know. Have, that a little bit have a think about it. I mean, it works for religion, and they don't really they monetize it somehow. That's right. And uh, with that profound statement, um, <laughs> Tamaki's come out and stated that um, it's the end of times because of the flooding in America. But anyway, um, we've come to the <laughs> end of the podcast, Chris. So people can find us on Facebook. Search for the Chris and Sam podcast. Uh, the Chris and Sam podcast.com is the homepage with everything you need plus the show yep. notes and we'll have some images that we talked about earlier and at Chris and Sam pod on Twitter yes and until next week I'm Chris I'm Sam see ya bye hope you enjoy the show make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week don't forget to tell your friend